Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark. Jesus and his disciples came to Jericho. As he and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, call him here. And they called the blind man saying to him, take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, my teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. The Gospel of the Lord. I speak to you in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I begin this morning with a question. Whose son are you? I've chosen a masculine word here because my question is grounded in today's scripture reading, but a gender neutral reading of the question works just as well. Whose child are you? This question lies at the heart of this section of St. Mark's Gospel, and our answer to it lies at the heart of who we are as a people of faith. Recall last week's reading. James and John, whom Mark identifies as the sons of Zebedee, ask Jesus if they can have the seats of honor in the kingdom of God. They say, grant us to sit one at your right hand and one at your left in your glory. Zebedee is a name of Hebrew derivation. The word at its root means endowment or gift or dowry. And that is exactly what James and John asked Jesus to give them. They are sons of inheritance and they want Jesus to promise them an even greater inheritance in the kingdom of God. Jesus is not pleased, either with the Zebedee brothers or with their request. He says, whoever wishes to be great among you must be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you must be the slave of all. 
This morning's reading begins in the very next verse, and it introduces us to a different sort of sun. Mark writes, Jesus and his disciples came to Jericho. As he and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. Notice how much detail Mark leaves out. Mark does not tell us why Jesus went to Jericho. Mark does not tell us what happened in Jericho. Mark does not tell us who was in the crowd or from where the crowd came. Mark leaves all of these questions unanswered for us. But Mark does not leave every question unanswered. Mark tells us the name of the blind man and the name of his father. You may recall that Mark does not tell us the name of the rich man who comes to Jesus earlier in this same chapter. Mark does not tell us the names of the Pharisees who question Jesus throughout the gospel. Mark does not tell us the name of the child that Jesus places in the midst of the disciples as an object lesson in humility and hospitality. No. Mark lets all of these people remain anonymous, but not the blind man. This is Bartimaeus. He is the son of Timaeus. If those two names sound similar to you, then you have listened well. Bar is an Aramaic phoneme that indicates a son. Mark tells us that, blind, that the blind man's name is Bar Timaeus, that is, son of Timaeus. The word at the root of the name Timaeus means unclean or impure. The blind man's name is son of impurity. And Mark says it twice, just to make sure we don't miss it. This is Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus. This is the son of impurity, the son of impurity. But listen to what that son of impurity has to say. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David. Jesus, son of the king whom God anointed even though everyone else overlooked him at first. Jesus, son of the king who beat the odds and slayed the giant. Jesus, Son of the king who was forgiven, even when he committed a great and defiling sin. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me.
The Zebedees know that they are the sons of privilege, and they ask Jesus to continue their privilege. Bartimaeus knows that he is the son of shame, and he asks Jesus to take his shame away. And Jesus does. Jesus proves himself to be the servant of all, not just those who were favored by the systems of his day, but those whom the systems of his day would deem least forgivable, least redeemable, least worthy of the love and compassion of God. Go, says Jesus to the blind man, to the son of shame and impurity, go. Your faith has made you well. Biblical writers use blindness in two ways. First, they portray blindness as a physical ailment. Blindness is a condition that God and Jesus heal out of their compassion and as a demonstration of their power. Second, biblical writers use blindness as a symbol of not being able to see your way forward. Blindness is a symbol of desperation and hopelessness that only God can heal. Bartimaeus, whom Mark describes as a blind beggar sitting on the side of the street, has both kinds of blindness literal and metaphorical. Bartimaeus cannot see, and Bartimaeus cannot see his way forward. Jesus heals both sides of his blindness. There's a lesson in there for all of us. When we, like blind Bartimaeus, cannot see where we are headed, we need to put our trust in God and not in ourselves. Only God can restore our sight. Only our faith can make us well. This lesson is true for us as individuals, and it is also true for us as a community. I've been in a lot of conversations recently about the future of the church in general, and about the future of Church of the Holy Communion in specific. It's hard to see the road ahead of us right now. It's hard to see the road ahead as the pandemic decides whether or not it's going to relent, as our culture changes around us in new and unexpected ways, and as we only just begin to use these buildings that we invested so much of ourselves in restoring. We have a thousand good ideas, but the right path is not yet clear. Moments like these are uncomfortable. And especially so, so for those of us who like to be in full control of our circumstances. 
with our hands fixed firmly on the steering wheel at all times. But when we lean into our faith in moments of blindness and disorientation, we claim our place in the lineage of Bartimaeus. We create an opportunity for God to restore our sight, just as he did for those who have come before us in faith. Aside from Jesus himself, Bartimaeus is the only person who emerges from this section of Mark's gospel looking at all good. Bartimaeus does not go away grieving because he has many possessions. Bartimaeus is not criticized for asking the wrong questions. Bartimaeus is not described as one who lords his power over other people. No. Bartimaeus is rewarded for leaning on his faith rather than his industry. Bartimaeus is rewarded for leaning on Jesus' strength instead of his own. Our faith will make us well, my friends. Our faith will show us the way. There's an old joke about what it means when the preacher says, and in conclusion, the answer is not much, but I will brave that uh, temptation this morning and say that I will close today in the same place that I began with a question. Whose child are we? Or perhaps more importantly, whose child will we choose to be? Will we choose to be in the lineage of the Zebedee brothers, of those who are accustomed to relying on themselves and securing their place at the top? Or will we claim the heritage of Bartimaeus, who has the courage to acknowledge that only God has the power to restore his sight. The courage to acknowledge that only God can show him the way forward. The courage to acknowledge that only his faith can make him well. Jesus responds very differently to Bartimaeus than he does to the Zebedees. And only one of them is ultimately healed. This question is not theoretical. Our answer to it matters. Whose child will we choose to be? Amen.